the voice of this incredible person that you're about to tune into will blow your mind. It will encourage you. It will shock you. It will make you laugh and it will make you convicted. And I say that with all the heart and all the love and all the intention of doing all of those things in only 45 minutes. So you're in for a wild ride with Sebastian Rusk, who is a fellow friend, God-fearing man, and someone who is truly passionate about bringing to life the message and the voice of other people. Tune in and learn why. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, My desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. What up, family? We are so honored to have Sebastian Rusk. I wish I could say in the studio. I used to have in-studio only recording, and I feel like eventually I'll be like Oprah, and we can have like a couch and coffee and all the things. But for now, we are coming to you in our own studios, and of course, a very, very incredible one with a voice of a, a magician. I feel like there's like magic inside of your belly, and I said that on the own podcast that dropped today. You guys got to go. Before I even tell you his name, I'm not even going to tell you his name. You've got to go tune in to Podcast Suck. You're never going to forget it, right? That's literally the name of the podcast. Sebastian Rusk, I'm so grateful to have you. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to dive in with you today. What's happening, Tamara? So good to be here. So good to share the stage with such incredible... You, we were just talking about this before we started. Our energy is is something else. We could have never done this on our own. So completely supernatural. Really grateful to be here and excited for our conversation. Likewise. And I'm excited about your new book too. I mean, we can dive right into all the fun stuff. This is amazing. Yeah. You have it in front of you? Yeah, sure. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Right here. So name of the book is called Podcast Suck. If you don't have one, it is in fact a step-by-step guide. If you read the book, not just read it, but you do what it says, you'll have everything you need uh, in order to start a podcast. So I'm just really grateful that I am able to get my work out to everybody, whether they're people can work with me, people that can watch my content, et cetera. So um, books are the new business card. I know. It's so cool. My like individual one will be coming to fruition in a couple more weeks. I'm so excited about it. But I think it's really valuable, not only from the business card perspective, but it infuses for people, one, the access piece like you're talking about, but two, like the, the testimonial component. Even if it's a business book, I feel like people can gather language from you, no different than a podcast. Um, but some people don't receive information this way. And so I don't know why they wouldn't. And the whole point of your book is that podcasts suck if you don't have one. And so here we are because we both have one and we're going to dive in and probably you're not in the hot seat a lot. How, how often do you get to share your backstory to all of this? 
I just volunteer it on a daily basis because it helps crack people open and get some vulnerability going. Yeah. Well, that is all about this show is the knowing it. It's not really necessarily about that forward facing business card, but it's about the business that takes place in the background that brings us into the business card experience. And so I am excited to go there with you and, and find a little bit about who Sebastian is behind the mic. Um, maybe when the mic's turned off, in fact. And so let's, let's explore a little bit. Tell me a bit about who you are, where you came from. Why, why the microphone? So oddly enough, I was raised in a radio station. I grew up in a radio station. My dad was a DJ for 30 years. He would go out, he would sell the ad and come back to the station and cut it, literally cut it, tape, uh, like razor blade, et cetera. And I would do, it was a, it was a um, majority of the stuff I did was, was, was with a Southern gospel radio station. And uh, a lot of the stuff was, there was some kid programs. So he would have me cut the tracks for the kid programs on Saturday morning in exchange for a happy meal. Now I had no, I had absolutely no desire to fall in the, uh, follow in the old man's footsteps at all. But like a, a friend said to me on the golf course a couple months ago, when I shared this story, he said, man, Sebastian, our genes sure are powerful, aren't they? And I said, man, they, they, so they sure. It's funny how the story continues to unpack itself uh, some decades later, but, I uh, did not go to college. I decided I was going to figure it out on my own. Uh, I decided to have a child instead of go to a university. I don't recommend that route. I just happened to be blessed, and it worked out. It's a university with the same probably budget, but girl, (laughs) I mean, university of hard knocks, and you know, it pole vaulted me in being becoming a father at twenty one, and then becoming a single father at 22, it really pole vaulted me in the direction that I didn't know that I wanted to be. I actually knew I wanted to be, I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I didn't want to answer to anybody anymore. As far as nine to five, you're late, et cetera. I'm a terrible employee. I'm, <laughs> I'm insubordinate. I show up late. It's, it's just bad. So it was good that I became an entrepreneur early on. Um, and, uh, but I didn't have any character development. I don't think a lot of us do in, in our 20s, especially as a parent. I was just, I knew that I was just determined and that I was a single dad and that I was doing the right thing. But there were some tweaks that I didn't see when I was referred to as wet behind the ears. I didn't understand those. I would quickly get offended and, uh, and, and, and triggered back then when I, when, I, when I look in retrospect. But 2000, made a lot of money in California. 2008, the market crashed. So I found myself not planning for a rainy day, found myself with a duffel bag and my daughter moving back to Miami, uh, which was home. And in 2008, 2010, it was pretty dark times for a lot of people. And I didn't do anything from 2008, 2010. I literally did nothing. And in 2010, I woke up one day and I had this total God moment because I would never been able to get myself out of bed with this much motivation. And I said, I need to go see Tony Robbins. I want to awaken the giant within. So I quickly called my friend Whitney, who's working for Tony at the time. And she gives me all the details about UP, the upcoming UPW in Long Beach. And um, I'm like, I hang up the phone. I'm like, great. I just got to figure out how to get there. Like, I don't even have a car. Like, it, this is it's a disaster. Like, you're at ground, ground zero, but nowhere, nowhere, nowhere but up from there. Well, she calls me back an hour later, and she goes, oh, my God, I totally forgot. My best friend lives on Miami Beach, and she's part of Tony's core team of six, and she travels with him everywhere he goes. Great introduction. You guys have similar personalities. I think you get along. It's definitely worth a cocktail. I'll make the introduction. I go, okay, perfect. So she connects me and I'm trying to figure out my life. I'm, I've been doing, I was doing real estate marketing in California. So I was trying to write, okay, who could use direct response marketing? And I was, I was still, I was active on social since the MySpace days. So I was starting to shoot videos. Well, I shot one on my laptop and I showed her when I was on the phone with her, I go, listen, you're a perfect stranger. I'd like to know what your, per- what your opinion is of this video. I'm just trying to figure my life out. She goes, sure, send it to me. So I sent it to her. She's like, dude, you're 
energy is just one of a kind. I'm thinking, is this chick crazy? Because I didn't think, I mean, the video is like, you know, subpar in my living room on a laptop computer in 2010. Anyway, we meet up that Friday for happy hour on Miami beach and I had no money at all. And I had no idea I was going to pay the tab. And I had really originally invited her to a real expensive place for happy hour. And I had a buddy go, listen, dude, 80 bucks ain't going to cut it. She has two drinks and she's hungry. You're going to be doing dishes. So I moved it to TGI Fridays and we sat there on ocean drive here in Miami. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pimp like that. Yeah, we're, going to, is so good. We're, we're going to Fridays. So she, she gave me, and I, I might add, she goes, Oh, 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 okay. Meanwhile, the original place, Smith and Walensky's, is on the water while the cruise ships leave with the back bar. It's the best happy hour on yes. the planet. Anyway, so we're sitting there on the on Ocean Drive, um, having a drink about five o'clock in the afternoon, and it's a Friday, and she, and she looks at me and she says, "So what's next, Rusk?" And I said, uh, I, "I don't know." And uh, she looked me dead in the eyes. I'll never forget it. She goes. That's a problem. I mean, that's that's the PG rated version. But this chick just checks me. I mean, like checkmate. Let's go. Wow. Uh, uh, and I thought to myself, you know, these are my offended days. So it's very offended, <laughs> very, very offended, very offended, very Been triggered. There. Been thinking, there, done that. Who, who do you think you are? You know, and I said, so out of curiosity, why? Why is it a problem? She said, because who's missing out on Sebastian? Because Sebastian refuses to show up. And I thought, whoa. Maybe it's not about me. Maybe that's been the whole problem in the twenties with the ego and you, you know, everything was a hill of beans, you know, cause that ego will destroy everything. What's ego stand for edging got out. So she said, you should start something with this social media stuff. You know, you, you sent me that video. You can have a YouTube channel. So a lot of buzz around social media, social buzz. You could have a TV show on YouTube. And I'm like, how about social buzz TV? And she's like, that, that rings a bell. So that Monday I, I got a graphic designer for like 30 bucks to put together a logo, which would become the social buzz TV logo. So I would run around town preaching the gospel that I'm starting the best social media company to educate people, to help people get set up. Now this is 2010. I'm speaking French to most yeah, people. people. Yeah, like, for sure. On the back of a recession, like this guy, <laughs> this guy has 10 heads and boogers. Like, that, I'm not a- giving you extra money, dude. And what are you even talking about? <laughs> right. 100%. So I started to go to networking events because I quickly realized that I wanted to create a brand that was, I met a guy by the game of Gary Vaynerchuk. Everybody knows who Gary V is now, but back in 2010, not so much. I met him back in the wine days and I'm eternally grateful for that relationship because Gary changed my life and we've had the opportunity to uh, to connect he's just been an incredible mentor and, and, and person of influence in my life um, over the past decade based on his work and that's really what we're called to do is create great things so people go on to make great things with their life uh, as a product of it and I went to networking events and then uh, I would, I go, well, how does it do my own network event? So I'll go to a local Morton's and I'm like, Hey, listen, um, can you pass around app? Can I do an event here? First of all, I, I can't pay you, but I can bring people to the bar. Just give them one drink. This is Miami. No one, listen to me. No one drinks one cocktail in Miami and just pass appetizers around. I'm going to bring in some sponsors. And, she, and I happen to know the event lady that was putting the event stuff together. And she said, you know what? Let's do it. And I said, I need one more thing. That room upstairs, I need that, to, I need that the next day because I want to do a social media boot camp. So the model had become out of nowhere after spending 10 months making no money, just I don't know how I ate, but God, by the grace of God, I did. And, and um, so I had my first event. I had like 75 people there, had a couple sponsors, paying like 500 bucks to be there. And then people would come back the next day and pay 50 bucks, go to my social media boot camp. So the model became, I met you at a networking event. I met you at your networking event. I went to your social media boot camp. And at the end of the boot camp, people are like, you know what? I need to figure this out for my business. The forward thinking people 
And they would then hire me. So it birthed the Social Buzz agency at the end of 2011. So I'm almost two years into figuring out the revenue model. Um, two years later, I had the opportunity to write my first book called Social Media Sucks if you don't know what you're doing. And I told this entire story on how I built something from nothing, met Gary and um, the rest was, was history. But I also gave my opinion on social media through this process, Tamara, I continually was tapped on the shoulder and had that gentle nudge that, you know, which is God's whisper, our gut, our, our gut, that gut feeling that continued to say, Sebastian, you must become who you need to be for the world, not just a business. Otherwise you're going to build something and you're going to, and you're just going to ruin it. So as I continued to get that nudge, opportunities would start to show up. And I eventually made it to Tony Robbins and walked on fire and almost didn't almost missed the fire walk. And I did landmark for him and I walked out and got my money back. And then I went to landmark again, finally got through it. And then in 2016, I was adamant about finding a girlfriend. So I hopped on a dating app and found a girlfriend in Fort Lauderdale. We met for a drink March 6th, March 1st, 2016. I'll never forget it. She said, I'm in a program right now that's transformational. It's called gratitude training. And I said, oh, I'm all into, I'm into uh, personal development, but I'm, I'm in implement, I'm implementing right now. And I've been to Tony. I've been to, oh, hold on a second. I'll give you my list of uh, classes and courses that I've taken on here, yeah. not realizing that, that. The, the, the work is, is an everyday thing and it never, it never, ever stops. So she eventually enrolls me into this program. I was extremely resistant as I am to most personal development courses, a lot more open these days. And that course legitimately changed my life. Her and I did not work out. In fact, she broke up with me in the middle of it as if it's not messy enough to go through a personal <laughs> development course, but you get dumped. Like you're already questioning your life in the middle of these courses. You're making phone calls and writing letters uh, no. and just cleaning up the mess. And in the middle of it, it's like, I don't want to do this. Um, things I learned, I learned how to love myself through this program. Um, I learned that my life is completely my responsibility and no one else's and everything that happens to my life happens to me and in, in, in my life is my responsibility. And I take full ownership for that. And the more that I choose to love myself and more that I choose to do the work and grow as a human being, the more the people that I love that are around me start to change without me doing anything except me focusing on becoming the best version of myself. That nudge continued uh, as I got done with gratitude training at towards the latter part of 2016. And the nudge was, Sebastian, there's more to the social media world. There's more. You need to figure out your place and what, what is your, what your, what, what is your, your value proposition? What's your unique differentiator? How do we take the, the, the talent, the brand, the speaking, the, the, the book, the, how, do, how do we take all that and, and still stay in the digital space, but be that one go-to guy for something? And I got out of the, I had another awakening moment, finally got out of bed after all the personal development, the breakup and all that whole crazy summer. And I went and rented a space around the corner at a co-working space and rented a desk. And I ran into a friend that had an internet radio show. And I'm like, what is that? She goes, I don't, it's an internet radio show. I go, how's it going? She goes, great. I go, how do you know? She goes, I don't know. I said, well, that's definitely a problem. I, mean, <laughs> podcast. She goes, I don't know how to do that. And my business girlfriend, like flirt type deal. Like, so she was always like, so she was, I walked her down to her car and I'll never forget. She like poked me in my chest and she said, why don't you create something to help someone start a podcast? And I thought, bingo, there it is. So I went back upstairs and I wrote feverishly what would become the podcast launch lab. And that was at uh, the end of 2016. 
um, which was a turn, which is a turnkey podcast launch solution to go from idea to iTunes in 90 days or less uh, by starting a podcast. And that was in 2016. And here we are. I haven't looked back uh, ever since. I am fully committed to the personal development work on, on a daily basis. So much though, I take a, I turn my shower to cold at the end of it. And I repeat to myself that I'm committed to the work every day in my life. And sometimes I, I ask myself, why? So, so why are you, Sebastian? Because the more that we grow and the more that we improve as human beings, the more around people around it, it's, it's incredible things happen. Like out of nowhere, like people cleaning stuff up that you, people didn't need to really clean up, but maybe they experienced something different than I, than I had. But um, th- that's my story. My daughter's 20. She's studying psychology at Grand Canyon University. Um, she's going places. So um, the, the plan worked out thus far, but Tamara, I feel like I'm, I'm just getting started. Oh my goodness. This is all so good. I have like a thousand notes and a thousand things I want to interrupt, but you're in such a flow that I just wanted to hear it all to its finality. But I love that you finish saying you're just getting started because that's literally the end of my bio because you hear all these things and people can see from the outside, from that business card, like we talked about all of these amazing accomplishments. Uh, and, and they forget that this is just the beginning, right? We're constantly pulling back onion layers if we're willing to do the work. Uh, and that's exactly what you're saying that you're willing to do on a consistent basis is it's that becoming journey of who we're intended to be because we're still breathing. And therefore, there's still work to be done. And there's still vision to be had. And there's still a God who's in the process of planning out what the next step will look like for us if we're willing to yield our ego to that next step. It's tough to do that, though. When, oh. you're in the, when you are in the valley in season of pain, the worst thing you know, they used to tell me I was in the middle of this graduate program, Sebastian, I'm just going to need you to be with the pain. <laughs> yeah. And that's the word, but you look and you say, God works, God, God works. The, mm-hmm. I think he, he works in overdrive mm-hmm. in the pain. If we can allow ourselves to, to just embrace that, you know, it's the only way out is through. Yeah. There's no, there, you can't, you're not going to, you're, there's nothing to diminish the pain other than actually being able to go through it. You can, you can avoid it. And there's other consequences for that too, but I choose to, to go through it and realize that whatever's on the other side of it is a heck of a lot better than where I'm currently at. A hundred percent. And as you're talking, and there are so many things, especially from like the entrepreneurial side where I wanted to pick your brain because I, one, wish I knew about your podcast to launch lab. When I started my podcast in 2019, that would have been very helpful. I also helped train people to do it like in an in-person experience. And so now I just want to do it for recon work. I'm going to have to take your course to learn more because you guys, you have such a beautiful sound in your mic all the time, even on Clubhouse. The quality is so, so good. You guys have to tune into podcast sucks. That's the name of it. It's so good. Beyond um, the story. The, sorry, that's the book. Oh, sorry. beyond the story. Beyond podcast sucks no, is the good. name of the book, which he has on a shirt currently. Yeah, no, it is beyond exactly. your story, sorry. which is the story that I got to share. I'll, I'll throw you off there. Throw you <laughs> you off. Yeah, beyond, beyond the story podcast.com. You can actually most recent episode is yours it truly is. right here. It is, which is so cool. It dropped today, and now we're here, which again is a god thing because it's been uh, you know, start, finish, stop, go, cancel start again. Uh, We're waiting in separate waiting rooms. Everything happens. And yet we're here right now. And the question started at five 30 in the morning. What did breakfast of champions? It did. And I got to see you there, which isn't always never. I I know I'm (laughs) I'm like, I'm committed to being a lot more present now that I'm back to my 5am mornings on here. And Glenn has just built some incredible, the community is incredible there. And I'm like, what are the odds? And I, I had to, I had a tennis 
uh, uh, buddy, I was meeting for tennis at 6.45, and then Glenn goes, all right, we're going to take Pitter and then Sebastian. I'm like, well, I'm late to tennis then. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm you're not, like, this is me. I'm not dropping this. And then I saw you there, and you're like, hey, and then you messaged me, and I'm thinking, holy cow, great way to start a Monday. It so is. And hopefully we get to do something for the Grow for God conference coming up in November, because not only are you a voice and a podcast expert and all of these things, you also have that MC capability with that sound and so much more because of the storytelling that you do. Um, the question that I wanted to, to follow through on as you were sharing, though, was really the this one part where you said I had to learn to love myself. And I'm curious what you didn't love and why you didn't love and how, as a single dad, you were able to love your daughter when you didn't love yourself. Great questions. So I'm going to answer the first one, the last one first. If, if you do it right, whatever right is, just because you've had a crappy childhood does not mean you need to be a crappy parent. It's the opportunity to fix it. It's the opportunity to break that generational curse of crappy parenting that in turn, you know, has a significant impact on children. And my, my, my daughter's mother left her at an early age and wasn't as consistent in her life on here. And I, I, I knew for a fact, the one thing I could do was be that constant in her life, no matter what. So being able to, 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 Focus on that, not how I was raised. And there, there was a lot of there was a lot of comparison. When I was a kid, and I was a day. Listen, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's these generations of not having a voice, and I always wanted to make a point to her that listen, we have conversations in this house, and it's mm -hmm. only I had to be mom and dad. So mm -hmm. it went a little like you know, I scream, she cries. That that was the program, and then my <laughs> sister was there to, and my mom were there to help buffer things out uh, for 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 the most part. Um, and then uh, the the first question again. See, I shouldn't have started with the second question. Why why the struggle with loving yourself? Ah, yes, because I was raised to just shut up, speak when spoken to. You're wild. You're hyper. You know, there's there's got to be something wrong with you. The kid bounces off the walls. And I, I and I look back in retrospect as I went back and reintroduced myself to my inner child. And I met Sebi and I and I had this, this short bowl, blonde, bouncing hair, smiling here, ear to ear, just wanting to be friends with the world. I went and got reacquainted with him. And as I did that, I said, man, you you, you just wanted to be heard. That was it. And I was told to be to, 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 it was attempted to be you know, silenced as a kid because I was so high strung and I've never shut up, but guess what? I'm 42 and I still never shut up and I'm still high strung and I, I do it for a living now. So it's funny how that whole thing, but I struggled to love myself because I was always mad at everybody else. And, and the triggers were so severe and it was always everyone else's fault. And I would just lean into vices in the world uh, to, to, to be able to try. And it was just this vicious cycle. And eventually I had somebody ask me one of the most powerful questions I've ever been asked in my entire life. And that was, Hey, Sebastian, how much longer can you go on like this? And I thought I was, I was desperate, desperate for change. Like, release the demons whatever's going on whatever needs to change whatever needs to get out and it's funny that once we just go in and say you know 
here's what happened and come to terms with things. Um, we're able to heal things and we're able to love ourselves and realize. And I think the most attractive thing to self-love was that, Hey, Sebastian, once you figure this self-love thing out, then you attract other people that love themselves. And could you imagine what happens when you attract those people in your life, the incredible things that could take place and the impact that can be made on other people's life. And boom, I immediately took myself out of the equation and said, ah, got some leverage. Ah, the leverage is number one. I want to love myself because it's important and I don't want these other areas to show up in, in my life that are negative and they affect relationships. To be frank, I was sick of apologizing. Mm, that's real. Yeah. It gets annoying Yeah, with yourself. You're thinking mm-hmm. how many more times, and then you become the boy who cried wolf. You know, we're your family. We'll always love you. We'll be the first to judge you, but we will always love you. Yeah, that's tough. And I, and I love that you took that, moment to yourself, right? And a lot of people will talk about self-love and, and those different things and how they can um, be selfish. And, and that realm of selfishness actually projects positivity and beauty to other people when they're looking at it, when they're ready for it, when they're willing to accept it. But it takes us recognizing that mirror moment experience where you say, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of having to apologize. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. And understanding with that looking in the mirror experience where you're ready to exchange, where you're ready to say, I don't have to be this version. I get to be that version. And then allowing people to come into experience with that new version, that new version who doesn't have to apologize. I don't know if you're familiar with Rachel Hollis, but she had this book, Girl Stop Apologizing. And um, it was a really good a book that allowed women to come into their voice. It allowed them to come into the fact that we don't have to say sorry for every single thing that we do. But when you're actually in um, obligation to apologize to self rather than humanity, you are constantly living in a state of shame and guilt and fear and the what ifs and the inactivation and the perfectionism. And like it just stagnates you to a place of silence, which is exactly what you didn't want to do and were incapable of doing because you still spoke out. Quick commercial break. I know I hate these things too, but it's so critical that you grow your business for God's sake. And I mean that, pun intended, with all the love in my heart to get you from a place of ideation to activation. Stop dreaming, start doing, stand up, start saying yes to the call that God has on your life. We are going to be joining in Lexington, Kentucky with none other than the beautiful Rise and Grind community with Glenn Lundy, who will be co-hosting this incredible conference. This is the second annual, and he has taken me under his wing to be able to share this stage to motivate and inspire and I cannot wait to see you there November 5th through the 7th if you want to come in for the VIP experience which who doesn't want to come along for VIP that's all access passes to the speakers and the artists and you'll be able to dine with us in the private rooms with your own special bathrooms so of course come one day two day three day passes available as well and we cannot wait as Glenn and I say to hug your neck see you there So as you're teaching people to create podcasts, and I know that there's a lot of like um, technical pieces and and storytelling pieces and stuff like that, how and why, like what is the initial question of if you're going to do this, what should you dissect before you decide to speak? Why are you starting a podcast? And I need an honest, transparent, authentic, all the buzzwords all the woo-woo buzzwords of why. I'm, we get all Simon Sinek in the very beginning. 
Well, I mean, my girlfriends and I get together and start drinking wine, and we're really funny. We thought it'd be cool to record all of it. Terrible idea. Back to the drawing board. That's not going to work at all. Because, Sebastian, I have a message that I want to share with the world, and I want to provide value. I want to create more content for my brand, and through that content, make an impact. And by default, I'll probably generate more business, grow my business, increase sales, and become a media company you know, as a brand. That's a solid why on being able to start a podcast. And then figuring out what you're going to call the show and what kind of show it's going to be. Is it just going to be you talking? Are you going to interview people? Is it going to be a good mix of that? And figuring out what that strategy looks like. But really getting granular. I wrote an entire chapter in the book about the, the, the commitment involved with starting a podcast and making sure that you are ready. I used to have a sales manager when I was 20. always constantly tell me. Hey, they used to call me Seabass back in the day. Hey, Seabass, you ain't ready. And I never understood that. I look back now and I go, he was right. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Well, a lot of people out there want to start a podcast. And yeah. I spent my day talking to people out of not starting a podcast because they're just not ready yet. It is my job. And I, I, I take the, the integrity sales approach these days. And, and not that I never did, but as we continue to grow, it's more important to me to sell people what they need versus what I think that they need. Those are two, those are not mutually exclusive. They're two completely different things. So I want to make sure people, and I've, out of that, in fact, I just got a call an hour ago. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I just found, she goes, I just, I, she didn't apologize, but she said, I've been following you for a little while. I said, well, 10 years ago, I would have called the police. That would have been weird. <laughs> I said, no. So how did you find me? She goes, I got on the airplane. I pulled up YouTube and I typed in start a podcast and your videos popped up and I went down the rabbit hole on your channel and you're my guy. I want to start a podcast. So YouTube works, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, but, um. Yeah, exciting, wild right here. The original question was why, you know, people getting tuned in with their why, getting tuned in yeah. and what kind of show is it going to be? And realize there's a lot of work involved. So if you don't enjoy podcast editing, don't start podcast editing. That's a great way to start hating your podcast. You got to make sure you've got all of your resources available. You got someone who could create something. You can do a little bit of the work if you're the big yeah. do it yourself. But here, listen, PSA for the do it yourselfers. That's it's it's only so sustainable for so long. Quick example. I moved into a one bedroom. My daughter went off to college. I got this little bachelor pad now and I got no problem cleaning my own house. I know that's very modern 21st century first world problems, but I can clean my own apartment. No problem. But guess what? Every now and then it's nice to have my cleaning lady come over and I don't have to do anything, knock it out. And I come back and the place is just in pristine. So it works the same way with podcast in the work, not actually recording episodes and creating content. I'm talking about record an episode, edit an episode, get it edited, tie it all together, get it uploaded, create content around, post it, make sure you're finding new guests, make sure that it's, you know, it's a, there's a strategic game plan. And I've been able to create a, a, a streamlined launch process that's realistic for people that fits into life because the only time, the only thing they're not making more of is time. So I've been able to dumb this thing down as much as possible so that you're able to understand what's realistic and how we can actually get that done. And I call it a done for you, done with you solution. Cause my team handles all the backend editing and production and all the content and the micro content and stuff you guys need to be able to have to produce a podcast episode. Um, but I can't record the episodes for you. So that's where uh, the client work really, really comes in, but it's a lot of mindset stuff. And it's a lot of, you know, that, that inner critic is in overdrive when you're doing something like starting a podcast. So uh, I, I help silence that little yeah. bitter as much yeah. as possible or, you know, just differentiate what's, you know, what's truth and what's, you know, what we're making up. 
that's a massive conversation that you can have on all realms of speaking, right? Saying anything, it could be at a dinner conversation, it could be on a podcast, it could be in Clubhouse, it could be on a stage, is is one, the why, I love that part, but also what's the inner critic saying and why are they saying it? Because oftentimes they're lies and it's just something that we're consistently, you know, redundantly on replay in our mind and it's inhibiting. But I think a lot of that comes to the fact that we're consistently saying the lie and therefore we can't even step into the truth because of all the lies. You know, I broke myself of that a couple months ago because first of all, when the more inner work you do on yourself, the more you heal yourself and whatever you had, people have had some, my parents got divorced big whoop. That's what happened to me. My parents got divorced and my dad did the best he could. The end. Um, I lived for 40 years going, but, but, but then he did this and, and, and then she did that. And, and, th- and it was this constant blame game and there's so much freedom within the space of, of, of accountability. And, and that's where, but I did break myself by number one. So um, my friend B Evans calls these tags. They're tags that we put on ourselves and the tags are, you know, I would get, you know, maybe I'll never get there. Um, maybe I'm a waste of talent. Maybe. And I, and I would continue to repeat these selves when I, these things to myself, when I was in the gutter, that's part of not loving yourself. But when you start to love yourself and become more aware of it, you just feel a little dirty every time you tell yourself those things. And I can quickly get out of it because I'll say, are these, go ahead, Sebastian, let's just rant, rave back. Let's just scream them all out. We can dance around. Let's get mad. Let's get (laughs) angry. That's the way to do it. Right. And then I'll quickly go, okay, we're done. None of that stuff is true. You just have to ask yourself, is any of that, and if you do believe that that stuff is true, then that's just another higher calling for you to go even deeper and figuring out, you know, what, what that looks like and what, what your truth, uh, you know, really, really is. But, I just don't like the fact that I, of the way that it makes me feel saying things about myself that I know are no longer true. I love looking at it like that, like that. It actually feels dirty. I can resonate with that a lot just because of my testimony personally. But one thing to help it um, bring more context to is, is, is it a solution or is it a problem? Right? Like my, we talk about this from an entrepreneurial perspective all the time, even this concept of inner critic, when we're coming to the stage of, I can't do it because of this. Okay. Well, let's get to the solution base of that. How can you do it because of that? Right? No matter what. And we know from a faith perspective, like it's already been taken care of. There's already been grace that covers all of those spaces. And yet we can still stand in that muck in the mire and be like, here's my tag, right? I'm going to stand over here. Woe is me. It makes me think of Eeyore, like wah, wah, right? (laughs) So how, how can we, how can we continue to step into the light with our voice, do it so beautifully? Um, And you've done so much work already. And I love that you had that Tony Robbins experience. I mean, even the experience at the bar at Friday's is an experience that's worth self-promotion, right? Because you've learned something so critical in that. And I give that girl, I would love to just like shake her hand. Like, yes, that is my heart for people. Like activate, activate, activate. Nothing about you is impressive until you show me. It's like, show me the the, money. I want the Jerry Maguire experience. The one part I left out of that was six months later, I was invited to to co-host the first ever social media day on South Beach. Um, about three blocks up from where, where the Fridays was. And I had printed up shirts and a banner and all this fun stuff and put it all around. And I went back before the event started a few minutes early. And I walk in, there's one person at the bar. Guess who it is? Her. Having of a glass course. Of champagne. Of and course. She goes, she goes, wait a second. This, I go, yeah. You are ah! one 
powerful human being. And uh, she goes, well, it was good to see you. I got to run. I'm like, you always got to run. I'm like, <laughs> I called her my earth angel. And uh, she goes, this is incredible. Keep up the great work. And the next time I saw her, I was getting ready to walk on fire. And she was on the fire lane next to me. And then Tony walked up in front of me. It was oh my God. mind-blowing. So, see, that is like the, the positions that God will put people in. You cannot explain. It's just if your eyes are open to it, right? Because you yeah. could have sat there. You could have gone into that woe is me and rejected everything that she said and not activated and not ever had that opportunity again. But he will like literally reposition people, even enemies, right? Like she was by no means an enemy, but she, he'll even reposition people that you once said they were the people holding you back that now are standing right in front of you. And like, wow, you actually did the thing. And it's not about us. It's not about us at all. It's about him within us who is activating to say you have greater purpose within you. And there are some people listening now that they have this, they have this greater purpose inside of them. They're still trying to like kind of run through it. They're trying to like get beyond it. Can you talk to us about like, how can you consistently say yes every single day to that vision, to that mission and how you just have to consistently do it? Like you're talking about consistency this whole time. What, what motivates you? I think that just, I wake up every day and I just don't have, I mean, I know like getting there isn't, isn't it's never going to happen. There is no one, there's no someday. It's just a matter of, you know, what, what do we get to do today? And when people ask Sebastian, how are you today? And I say, Tim, we woke up today. Like we're already ahead of the game. If nothing else happens today, we're still winning. But I also think my alarm on my phones and I don't wake up to an alarm often, but sometimes I do. And there's a little note on it. It says, get up. You're going places. And I do the old Mel Robbins five, four, three, two, one. I pop out of bed type deal. It's great. If you haven't read the five minute rule, five second rule, it's outstanding by Mel Robbins. And amazing. I get up and I just remember I'm just not there. I'm not, I'm not where I want. I know that I can be. I've got some goals and ambitions for what I want to be able to do. I want to be the world's biggest podcaster and I want to grow this podcast launch lab into a launch solution that is that attracts a big brand to go hey these guys know what they're doing we want to buy them for a bazillion dollars and then you know we'll go build schools in africa or something i don't i have no idea but i just believe that there's going you know god is just gets getting started with what's happening here and if i don't get out you know i i think i learned that from breakfast with champions when you guys were in new york so so who uh who misses out if you give up and I think about that every day. So if you don't show up today, who misses out? Because there's a lot of people out there need some Sebastian. And you don't know what it is. Sometimes it's a grocery store. Sometimes it's a bar. Sometimes it's a business meeting. Sometimes it's an airplane. But wherever I go, I just posted it last week on Facebook. And, I, and, I, and it, it rings so true uh, from my childhood. And you probably remember it. But this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And yeah. I just posted that last week and it is so true. And I, my, my light is so bright to the fact that it, it leaves people different. And that is my goal. People say, what is your why? My why is to interact and, 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 and leave as many people different uh, as possible. And through, through my work, through my faith, through my energy, through wh whatever it may be. Uh, and I never planned any of this. I had no idea how this was going to work out. I just kept on saying, I'm going to be the next Ryan Seacrest. And some, one day somebody said, Hey, how about being the next Sebastian Rusk? 
So good. It's only for you. That's the biggest part, that unique quality. And I think this is where people can get stuck into that competition mode because there are sure there's other podcast creators and there's other people who can syndicate something and put it out into the world. But there's an electric energy that you bring. Your light is yours and yours alone. Um, And I love the way that you serve out of the way that you speak and share and teach. And I think the, the end thing, and I literally just said it this morning, and it, it rings so true right now, is when you surrender your mouth and your motive, both go together in podcasting. You surrender your mouth and your motive. He literally transforms everything. He transforms access. He transcends reach. He transcends globally, right? Like so much happens. And that's exactly what you've done. You said, here's my story. Here's my passion. Let me show up despite myself, even in the broken places and just step into that becoming five, four, three, two, one. Ready? Oh like, I love Mel Robbins. Just, yeah. she's, she's the best. Uh, and it, 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 it your commitment to the work allows us to be the more work we do, the more aware we become, but our commitment is that constant reminder. We're not, are you there yet? Nope. It's next. Now my breath work coach says it to me, Sebastian, just don't worry about it. Listen. Okay, cool. Give it, give it whatever thought it needs. And then we're, and then we're moving on next, next, next. It's always, you know, it's always speaking of my breath work, but she called me last week. She's a good friend of mine. She said, um, class is going to be outside. Cause this whole, you know, this whole COVID thing, and I said, outside of the, it's normally like a little house we meet in. And uh, it's like this all yoga feng shui little, little spot. But she's like, yeah, it's in the back. And she goes, this will definitely be fun. And I go, I guarantee you this can be one of the best classes you ever had. She goes, of course. So that's the obvious. I go, we're still breathing, right? She goes, absolutely. Anyway, I get there. It's got a full backyard with like a stage. Uh, everyone was on mats and then yoga mats on top of that. And then little bistro lights. And then when we started breathing, everybody put face masks on it was still light out and then we were done it was dark out and the bistro lights were on and everyone was just all zen out after breath work class and i just thought hallelujah wow and it was like a cool miami night in july like so random rare but, yeah so uh, rare that's so amazing we never know how things are, are are gonna are gonna work out and just when we think things are you know are, are going crazy and not happening is when everything God likes to, he's got a sense of humor. I think people fail to realize that God has a huge, huge sense of humor. And he's also in the business of blowing minds. That's what he's in the business of doing. And if you've got another, if you've got enough courage to believe that and have faith that that's possible every single day, I really believe that anything is possible, but only a hundred percent of the time. You're so right. And I always say that he loves to show off, right? Like he, He's a God who who wants to show you his magnificence and he sure. wants to show you how powerful and strong and and worthy he is. And so it's that that surrender, that surrendered heart that I think really allows him to show up even in a more grandiose way, because he knows when he gifts you that thing, even if it's just a moment, even if it's just the the, the little bistro lights. He knows that it's going to be something you take to heart and it's going to be something that you then activate for other people in the way that, again, only you can. So, Sebastian, today has been absolutely amazing. I have one final question for you. Specifically, you mentioned followers earlier, and I know from a podcasting perspective and with everything that's transpired with Breakfast with Champions, which you're also familiar with, we are like on a subscriber journey, right? Like we want people to subscribe. And I think having followers is awesome. If you have an incredible message and and platform that you're building, that's phenomenal. But what would you say to the person who's 
only looking for followers rather than who they are following? Like, where does that come into play for them? And and if they're proceeding followers versus following, what that that looks like? Well, the first thing I say is if you're just worried about arbitrary numbers, your 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 focus needs to be realigned. In in my opinion, I'd encourage you to take a closer look at that. Uh, Gary V talks about this stuff extensively all the time. Stop worrying about numbers. Just keep creating. And that, and that reminds me of an Andy Warhol quote, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said something to the tune of, don't worry about the opinion of the beholder. Just keep creating. Because the beholder is going to think and see whatever they're going to see anyway. It's your job to continue to create and put, at, put, it, and put it out uh, into the world. And that's what we're able to do through this world. There's never been an easier time to, to start a business, to create content, to tell a story, to build a community. I got on TikTok. I'm never on TikTok. Okay. Never. I found my dad my daughter's like, you need to get on TikTok, dad. It's lit. You do great. And I'm like, how do I talk about it? Like, I don't, I don't get it. So I thought I want to die. So I got in, I, um, I, I hopped on earlier this year after a, like a mild breakup. It was it was a hot minute. Anyway, enough, <laughs> enough to be like enough. enough anyway, enough to be a, bit, a little vulnerable. A little, okay. Little, okay. Little okay. Okay. So I, I start watching on was like break up TikTok after break up TikTok. And I'm like, I, this cannot be good for the mental health. So anyway, <laughs> but there's a lot of good voiceover vi- videos with sappy music. And I was like, Oh, I could totally crush this. So I'm like, okay, cool. But let's get, let's, let's make this useful because you're a little jacked up right now. So like, let's, let's leverage a little of this mess and see if we can, we're just going to go, we're not going Sebastian on, we're not going Sebastian energy mode. We're just going to have conversations about stuff that's just showing up right now and see what shows up from that. That's, that's pretty much the tone. So I create a video and I don't even put much thought into it, but I found some good music. and I got like the, the, like, I got an idea of what people were doing. So I create a video in the very first video, speaking of post breakup, short, long, whatever it is, still breakup. Anyway, um, I said, um, if, if someone is no, if someone is unable to see your worth, you must let them go. It has absolutely nothing with you. When no long, when someone can no longer hold space for you and see your worth, you must be willing to let them go. It has nothing to do with you. That thing went bananas. That video like went crazy. I got ended up getting like I don't know, ten thousand views on it. I'm like, I was cool. Like I've like I just started. I didn't even do anything. So I was so the next day I'm like, all right, let's remain consistent with this vulnerable phrase phase here. Like let's do another one. Well, I was getting ready to take a break real quick, and I'm like, all right, let me just do something real quick. I heard seven seconds is easy. That that's cool. And I'm like, all right, come on, think you're like the one liner king. Like let's just think about all these like <laughs> especially ones that are like meaningful. Yeah. And. uh so I go, I go, so what if it all does end up working out in your favor? Give that a thought. Keep smiling. 201,000 views. Yes. I'm, I'm going like, over what? to your TikTok after yeah. this. I was, oh my gosh, holy cow. And then I got into the, and then I started, so I got into the comedy stuff a little bit. I did some, I did some some clubhouse when clubhouse first started too. Yeah. I got in there like imitating, like I was a guest <laughs> and a lot of the common things you hear on clubhouse and like, you know, had some fun with it on there. But my point of sharing all this is that I went from two different places, a very vulnerable place, a very somewhat painful place 
non-motivated to create content at all. And I just did it. Now, TikTok hasn't done a ton for my business, but I've been able to meet new people and get them on my podcast. And a lot of those people didn't have a podcast and they joined my program. So it's not always, I posted this video and this many people liked it. And this right. is what it did. The video with 200,000 views has nothing to do with the, with the, with the wellness coach that hired me to launch her podcast. But I met her because I was active on, on, on TikTok just yeah, getting ideas and and being there's a huge faith based, incredible faith based community on TikTok. Yeah, people that are just loud and proud about the gospel and and effectively communicating, not preaching at people, but speaking with people. And I think that there's a big turning of the tide uh, with that. And as a non active church attendee, my church attendance is terrible. Um, but I say my my mission field is my business. Uh, we up in these streets, so you know. And- and uh, that's 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 where I found to be the most effective place, and that's where God has wanted me. I think that you know, yeah, people, people at church are church people. Yeah, know, no, right? and, and this yeah. is the thing we talk about that before. Is I've I've said like the people in church are already saved, or you would hope so, right? Right. Or they're searching. They're at least in the right footing. So when we're called into secular spaces to do things on stages that might not look like the pulpit, um, we have effective opportunity to be that little light right? To actually show up, show out and let him showcase that magnificence of that attraction, that manifestation that happens. And, and it's so real. I mean, I remember being in New York city and the amount of people who came up to me and was like, you have just this light. There's this, just this glow. I'm just, I'm so, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's God. I don't have to always say that. I'm like, thank you. It's so good to meet you. It's my rainbow brand. right? what What a great, what a great segue for, you know, an opportunity for, you know, for a conversation. I, I was raised um, in the, in the days of, you know, we'd be beating on people's door, asking if they knew they were going to hell. Oh, you're so, so right. You know, we, yeah. we, we, I believe we called those evangelism, <laughs> yes. evangelism explosion evenings. Uh, we're going to go beat on some neighbors' yeah. doors and hope they don't call the police. <laughs> right? Like, you can't Jehovah. do that nowadays. No, Good no, no. The, well, the, hey, the Mormons are still pretty brave out there. I've seen a couple random bikes, and I'm thinking, holy cow, this thing. Uh, no, I couldn't imagine. But uh, it's it's just a, it's it's. It, I think that the world is craving truth. Yeah. And craving answers and craving, you know, what, what is that? And as we, as this new world, woo woo world starts to evolve of spreading love and light. And I'm all for those, those things, but let's not lose focus and, and, and compartmentalize God when Mm -hmm. trying to not offend someone by simply saying, I'm, you know, sending a ray of sunshine your way or whatever (laughs) this new world is. I think it's, we don't want to, let's not muddy down. So we're still looking for, for truth and freedom that, that strictly comes Mm -hmm. through the gospel. And I think the gospel is best displayed through the work that we're doing. You know, what's that quote? Preach the gospel at all times, use words when necessary. Yes, and, so uh, good. Yeah, if, if people know you're my my buddy Jefferson Bethke had a, a viral video on YouTube about nine years ago called um, "Why I Hate Religion and Love Jesus," and one of the, it was a spoken word video, and uh, one of the one of the lines is there if you know if 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 people only know you're a Christian by your Facebook, you know that that may be worth a, a further conversation, you know, with, with so much on here because so Christian, much being a Christian is not a title. Being a Christian is, is, is a, is a life choice. Yeah. 
And, and literally that's what you've done every step of the way in that process of becoming, right? That process of understanding and self-love through identity work. I mean, there's like a whole nother conversation, whole nother podcast. We'll have to do it again. Uh, Sebastian, it's been such a joy having you here today. I knew it was going to be amazing and I am so excited to continue our friendship. We're going to share stages soon, you guys. So be on the lookout for that. And in the meantime, go get Podcast Suck. Go join his launch lab. If you're looking to start a podcast, I mean, podcastlaunchlabnow.com. All of the links are everywhere you need it. Um, do you have any final words of, of wisdom? You dropped so many. I hope people are taking notes. Listen, the time is the right now. It, it really is. It's right now. If you've even thought about it or had an initial nudge or somebody's told you to do that thing, it's now. Because mm-hmm. the only thing that never goes away is regret. I can promise you that it'll always linger of that shoulda, coulda, woulda. No one's on their deathbed talking about all the things that they procrastinated on. They're simply talking about the things they they could have done. So get out there and do the thing. You got questions about starting a podcast. I'd love to answer any questions that you might have. Podcast Launch Lab now is a direct link to my calendar. Talk to anybody for a few minutes about their idea of making their podcast uh, launch dreams uh, a reality. Uh, and of course, the book's a great resource too. Yeah, podcast, uh, podcastsuck.com. Bring you right over to Amazon Kindle. I think it's, it's free if you have Amazon Kindle unlimited uh or you like the old school i had a lady send me a copy of the first uh, inside probably she'd made notes on the first two pages she's like i've read your book three times it's changed my life and i'm starting a podcast i'm like that ladies yes! and gentlemen is why we're writing books up in these streets Go. do it you guys oh man sebastian such a, a rad interview thank you for being here and i'm grateful me. to call you friend like have a good day y'all thanks for being here Hey y'all, it's me again. I hope in today's episode, you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamara.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.